And now, the show that bridges the gap between faith and business. Welcome to Bottom Line Faith. On today's show, Jeff Williams, CEO of FFNS. You're just so gung-ho. And I was definitely just chomping at the bit to get out there and make some things happen. And I think I just maybe didn't do a very good job of making sure that I was enjoying the ride. It's so easy when you're in your 20s to not realize that every day is basically your glory years. Every day is the way that I look at it. I'm living in, the, in my glory years right now today. Well, hello, everyone. This is Ray Hilbert. I am your host here at Bottom Line Faith. And if this is the first time that you've joined the program, we'd like to thank you for checking us out, and welcome to the program. And the analogy that we like to use here at Bottom Line Faith, it's where we like to lift the hood and we tinker around in the engine of Christian leadership in the marketplace. Well, folks, I am really, really excited to welcome to the show today someone who's become one of my dearest friends in life. Folks, welcome to the show today, Jeff Williams, who is the CEO of FFNS. Jeff, welcome to Bottom Line Faith. Thank you, Ray. Glad to be here. Tell us uh, just a little bit about the company, um, how you joined or got involved with FFNS. Tell us a little bit about who, uh, what you guys do and and uh, what a client looks like, that kind of thing. Sure, sure. FFNS was started in 1986, and we're primarily calling on the banking industry for uh, their print business, print being uh, brochures, uh, the printing world, not uh, copy machines. And so when we uh, go out and we're looking for a prospect, we're looking for any customer, but even specifically more a bank that is spread out nationally. So the more branches they have, the more spread out that they are, the more added value we're going to bring to them. So um, four main areas, we've got print, we have ad promotional, so your pens and uh, mugs and um, shirts, anything with your name on it. Bank-specific supplies would be ATM supplies, teller supplies, bags, things that that you don't know about since uh, you're not in the banking industry, uh, and then uh, office supplies. <laughs> right. And so those four areas, we put them all onto a website, and then the branches or different departments within a, a bank or a large national institution would come order those products, and then we'd fulfill those through our warehouses uh, that are spread out across the nation. And then at the end of every month, the great part about what we have is we're able to give the institution all their cost accounting account done for all of their supplies right there at their fingertips, which is a big added value. So we're not only in the printing industry, but we're in distribution as well as reporting. That's turnkey. That's logistics, the, the, the financial structure, the whole nine yards. Correct. Correct. That, 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 is, that is really amazing. And so maybe just help us understand the geographical scope of mm -hmm. your client base. Sure. So we have clients from Vermont to California, but our main stomping grounds would be the Midwest, the Southeast, and then um, out West, California, Colorado, Wyoming are our primary states out West, but really could service anybody on a national scale. So we're currently working in 33 states. Yeah, and kind of going down memory lane here, I remember you came on in a sales role for the company. Correct. And at some point you realized you wanted to buy the business. You wanted to become the owner. Just uh, how long ago was that, and, and kind of like what was that process like for you? Sure. I was encouraged uh, a few years back the, to tell my story more often. And it, it 
sometimes embarrasses me. So there are parts of this that uh, that are embarrassing. Starting with very start, the owner of FFNS, which used to be Financial Forms and Systems, uh, was my neighbor growing up. So I had been working for him since I was 12 and doing odd jobs, uh, watering trees, mowing lawns. And uh, when I got out of college, he said, hey, why don't you come interview with me for a sales position? I said, that's great. I, that's exactly what I'm looking for is sales. And I told him in the first interview that I would like to buy his company someday. And looking back on that now, I just shake my head and think, Jeff, that was, that was aggressive. That was aggressive. And I didn't mean it that way. I was just being honest. And so day one, the Frank was his name, um, knew that I was interested. Yeah, and yeah. he said, hey, if you go out and double us in size, I'll take a, I'll take a look at at bringing you on as a partner. And so fast forward three years later, I was a third employee of, at that time, Financial Forms and Systems. And fast forward three years later, I doubled us in size and asked Frank to go to lunch. And he knew exactly what I was going to be bringing up. And we were able to work out uh, a five-year transition for him to, um, for me to transition in and for Frank to transition out. So this is 15 years ago to start, I guess. So fast, then the three years in. Yeah. And so we were business partners for five years, and then it was eight years ago that I that I bought him out fully. So we now have 38 employees, uh, if you can if you can believe that. And uh, we started off with around 30 or so banks, and now we have over 300 banks um, and credit unions nationally. So you've been at this now for a decade and a half, and so uh, if you could kind of go back and give your 20-year-old self uh, mm -hmm. some advice, you know, going sure. back a, a number of years. What advice would you have for the 20-year-old you? Yeah, I think it's, um, especially in your youth, and, and I'm not ancient by any means, but uh, I'm definitely not in my 20s anymore. You're just so gung-ho, and I was definitely just chomping at the bit to get out there and make some things happen. And I and I think I just uh, maybe didn't do a very good job of making sure that I was enjoying the ride. I know a lot of people say that, but it's so easy when you're in your 20s to not realize that every day is basically your 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 glory year. You know, your glory years. Every day is the way that I look at it anymore. This is I'm living in the in my glory years right now today, driving through the middle of nowhere or flying somewhere or whatever delayed flights in Chicago or whatever it may be. Yeah. I just try to look at it as like, I am, this is a story I'm going to laugh about and tell my kids about or tell young um, men and, and women in the sale and our sales force about someday. Um, so that's, I think, enjoying that ride. And I, I still have a long ride to go, God willing, and, and I'm doing my best every day to enjoy it no matter what. I really love what you've just shared there about real, what you're talking about is living in the moment. Exactly. And it seems like we always chase success is out there somewhere. But mm -hmm. if we can just have gratitude for where God has us today, mm -hmm. there's great, there's just joy to be found there. And, and by the way, Jeff, just tell us where the, the company's headquartered. I don't think we caught that earlier. Yes, we are in Anderson, Indiana. We just moved from Noblesville into a bigger facility in Anderson right on 69. If you're familiar, if you're from the state or driving through the state and you see the big Nestle bunny, you're really close to us. We're the next uh, big warehouse to your left. Swing on in, and, and we'd love to love to chat with you. Well, listeners may not know this, but that is my hometown. I spent the first 24 years of my life in Anderson, Indiana. So, so Jeff, let's, let's talk a little bit about faith. Let's talk a little bit about your walk with Christ. And we're going to talk in a moment about 
the role that your faith plays in business and in your leadership, but tell us a little bit about your journey, how, how you came to be a follower of Christ. Yeah, I was raised in the in the church, and um, you know that doesn't you still have to accept Christ, right? And so, in youth group, um, I was I think it was around twelve years old or so, realized that um, I'd been going to church my whole life, but just hadn't accepted Christ yet. Even though I I would have considered myself a, a follower of Christ, and so um, at that point, I accepted him into my life and. Um, Finished out my high school years going to youth group and um, church camp and all those fun memories and just living out Christ whenever I could. And so you knew very early on that you were going to want to buy into the business when you got hired Mm -hmm. by Frank, right? But take us back to the college days. Um, Did you see yourself as a business owner then, or what was that like, or when did you first start really seeing yourself with that entrepreneurial edge about you? Yeah, I, I actually remember that distinctively. I didn't know what I wanted to do um, other than I enjoyed business. So I was a uh, finance major and throughout college, just wasn't really catching a vision. I thought maybe I wanted to be a financial advisor. Um, but senior year, second semester, so right up to the very end, yeah. uh, we had a, I took a course at, at Olivet in entrepreneur entrepreneurial business and sales. And we had to build a bit, um, do our own business plan and build a business, and then present to some professors as well as some local business folks, and then they would pick the winner of of this competition. And uh, we had started a sporting goods store, you know, quote unquote started right, a sporting goods store. And um, I had an uncle who had, was selling this piece of baseball equipment that King Griffey Jr. had um, promoted. And so I was up there like that. This is this is right out of the market. This is hot on the market. This is going to be huge. And I'm up there in front of of this board of directors is what they were called. Just how we are going to set the world on fire right, right. with this product at our new sporting goods store. And I and I got done. I was like, holy cow, that was fun. That was great. And that's when I knew I wanted to be involved um, not only in owning a business but but sales within a business. And uh, we got second place uh, in that, and, and you know, I'm not spiteful of it at all, but I do remember, <laughs> I do remember that specifically that we got second place. So uh, I keep that in the back of my mind as I'm out selling now for FFNS. Whatever so. happened to the winners? Do you know? I don't know. I should okay. look that up. I'm sure they're doing great. Maybe I'm they're sure working they're for you, and you just. Didn't I think know that. they're actually CPAs now. So. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! So, so I know that your faith is important to you. So l- let's transition now. Let's talk sure. a little bit about faith and business, and how do you try to live out your faith as a follower of Christ in a very challenging, fast-paced marketplace? Some might, you know, at times it feels cutthroat, perhaps even. What's that like for you? What's that look like to live out your faith on a daily basis? You know, it's, it's not easy, um, and that's something that I want to make sure that I speak to today is that the challenges of that. I don't want to sit here today and act like it's all um, rainbows and unicorns at FFNS. It's not. It's very, it's very difficult to, to live out your faith every day when you have the world coming at you um, in every which direction. And so, to be honest, I have one of the best pieces of advice that I ever received was getting a board of advisors. And we've had that board of advisors for 13 years, mm-hmm. and that's been huge. So when I'm having a, a rough day, um, if I have a, a hard decision to make, I can always call any of my five board members at just the snap of a finger. They're always available. Most of them are retired, 
Um, some of them are not, but a few of them are retired and always available to be able to call them up and say, this is what's going on. You know, I'm going through a really tough stretch. And you know what? Most of the times it's something that someone else's are, they've already been through it, which number one makes me feel better. Um, but two, then just to get some godly advice from them is huge. And so I don't have the answer other than that is that I always try to keep Christ at the focus. And then I always try to surround myself with godly men and women that can, um, on my board. And then actually within, obviously within my truth at work group as well, that I can seek out wise counsel. Yeah. So it's tough because difficult scenarios come our way. Sometimes people that we have invested in heavily over a long period of time leave, they go to work at other places and so forth. So so give us an example or two where your faith, or at least perhaps, uh, not necessarily your character, but you felt like an attack has been placed on you that really did challenge you to be consistent in living out your faith, that really challenged you to live out that life of Christian integrity when all the circumstances and details were against you doing that. Does, does anything come to mind? Oh, oh yeah, most definitely. And you were. Do we the... need another hour? <laughs> we might. <laughs> we might need at least an hour. Um, but the short version was: is um, I've been able to acquire other businesses uh, over the years in the printing industry. It's an older industry. A lot of the men and women in the industry that are owners are getting up there and need a succession plan. And so I had met a gentleman who um, I ended up buying out, and we, through the due diligence of that, we were both um, believers. And um, in that process, through that process, there was a riff that happened. And that was probably one of the toughest points of my life, darkest points of my life, going through what turned into a, a lawsuit. And just that process I was not familiar with, but the how they try to break you down basically on your ethics and who you are as a person, that's what I stand on every day. And so to have someone come at, come at you, and not him, but the, the attorneys, was really a changing point um, for me in, in my thought process. Right. And looking back on it now, some of my board members and other advisors really helped me through that. And the advice that they gave me was it wasn't a big number. It wasn't ended up not being a huge deal, but they advised what was what a great time to take and learn from that at a very early age and be able to move forward in a more positive uh, manner. And so it was really tough at the time, but in the long run, I learned so much from that situation and in much larger acquisition deals have been able to avoid some of the mistakes that that happened um, in that in that scenario. So I don't know if that helps or if... it does. And, and I actually want to just kind of camp there just for a moment because sure. I I couldn't tell you how many times, and I'm sure you have too, have heard the statement. You know, this isn't personal; it's business. Mm-hmm. And in a time like what you're just describing, it sure feels personal. One hundred percent. Everything feels under attack. Mm-hmm. So how do you? You and I have known each other a long time, so I know there's been many challenges. How do you? As a follower of Christ, uh, keep perspective. How do you keep your emotions in check? How do you, you, when you really in your heart of hearts believe you're being wronged, or mm-hmm. you're certainly not in agreement with how these things are playing out? What's that look like for you, and how does how does your faith play a role in that part of it all? Sure, it's really funny that we're even talking about that because I didn't know that would even come up today. But he's been on my heart, and uh, I think that 
at the time, it's very hard to see through um, the situation because of all the emotions. But if you if you can just make it through that and then figure out how to how to digest everything that's happened and and just honestly forgive. And so I've reached out to that gentleman since um, we've had breakfast. It's been a few years. It, it didn't go as I planned, but I know that that was what God put on my heart to reach out to him. And now it's this is so funny, but just within the last seven days, as I was driving through Arkansas last week, he came back onto my heart again to reach back out. And so mm. I really believe whether the person will meet with you or not, that just making that effort to say, hey, let's let's get together, whether it's just for coffee or for, for some breakfast. And as, as believers, or if they're not a believer, you know, just basically bury the the hatchet once and for all, because it's just not worth living with that, that tension, I guess, if you don't let go of it. I, I really appreciate that. And so I think this would be an ideal time for us to kind of ask this question. What encouragement, what advice would you have for somebody who right now, as they're listening to this, they're, they're tied around the axle, they're bent up around the axle around someone who's done them wrong, a business deal that's gotten sideways, a relationship that's gotten strained or stressed. What encouragement, what advice would you give them right now on how to proceed in that scenario? I think that uh, you know God's love is just so much stronger than we can give it any worldly credit for. And uh, if if you or you're at if you're struggling with that right now, if you can just release it and let it go, how powerful that will be for your life, and to truly forgive that person and and move on. And and they might, in, whether you reach out to them or not, if you do reach out, they might think it's completely silly, and they might not even meet with you. But I think that's part of the release, is at least making that phone call. Um, and not an e- email, in my opinion, but that's just yeah. old school, old soul Jeff here talking. <laughs> um, but uh, at least a phone call, a voicemail to say, I would li- I'd like to meet, and it's in good, it's on good terms, and would would like to bury this with you, and just release it, because his, his love's so powerful, and I, I think that your, in turn, your, what is the word I'm trying to think of? Your your life, your your daily life will just be just that much better just because you've you've let it go and and let God just love on it. Yeah, and forgiveness is the uh, the one thing that it's like a cancer in our mm-hmm. soul, right? That that eats away at us and and it's it's really not a good thing. So I think that's really great. And you've you've modeled that, right? You've shared about examples of that. That hopefully if if you're listening and that's where you're at right now, you might just be surprised. You might just want to, as Jeff said, reach out with a phone call invite to a breakfast, a coffee, or some conversation. Take that first step. There's a passage in Galatians that says, you who are spiritual, forgive. You who are spiritual, forgive. It's not an option. It's not a suggestion. It's a direct command, but in the Word of God for us as followers of Christ. And so there is kind of a higher bar for us, right, Mm -hmm. as followers of Christ in the marketplace. So you're still fairly young, got a a great family, uh, two daughters, life is going good, business is growing. Where do you learn? Um, what are you learning? You know, where do you get your saw sharpened? What what kind of environment do you? What books do you read? What people do you hang out with to grow as a leader? You know, I'm I'm searching out even more than ever for young aggressive Christian business owners like myself just to hang out. You know, I mean, I think it's it's really good. It, most of the folks that I'm hanging out with are maybe 10, 15 years older older yeah. than myself. That's yeah. been fantastic. The wisdom that they've given me 
has helped me to make fewer mistakes and fast forward my business just that much faster. But now I'm really starting to seek out and I can't really tell you today how because I'm still on that journey, but yeah. of seeking out some younger Christian folks that are that are entrepreneurial that want to continue to preserve the culture of of their Christian companies just like I am. So that that's part of something new for me that I'm that I'm seeking. Something I've already been doing is seeking, you know, wise counsel and folks older than myself. Um, one book that I've read recently that was really great was Multipliers. Mm-hmm. Simple when you're reading it, like this is such a duh, like why am I not doing this? But so powerful. We started to implement um, most of that book into our company on January second. Um, we had a breakdown session where we just broke down the entire company and now we're building it back up based on those principles in that book. That's been a really, probably one of the best books I've read in Mm. the last five years. So um, thanks to uh, a gentleman who gave that to me to read on my sabbatical. So (laughs) shout out to Eric. (laughs) There you go. You just mentioned an interesting word, your sabbatical. You Tell our audience what you mean by that and what that looked like. I think that's a very fascinating thing that you've done. Yeah. Every 10 years at FFNS, full-time, all full-time employees get one month off paid and they are um, encouraged to go out and do something that um, is near and dear to their heart that drives them something they've always wanted to do and just go out and do that during that time and to seek uh, rest during that time as well and don't worry about ffns we will be here when you get back and so uh, 15 years in i finally got to take my 10-year sabbatical <laughs> and it was fantastic i took the the whole entire family and um, got away and it was just a great time to recharge read and do some things that i wanted to do up in scandinavia and I'm sure that was a great time of just a restoration and seeing things from a different perspective, right? Most definitely. And the fact that the company's not built on Jeff Williams. The company is FFNS, and they can they can run and did a great job without me was a real encouragement. That is fantastic. For anyone in our audience who wants to learn more about your company, what's the best way that they could find you? Sure. They could reach out to us at ffssolutions.com. Or they can, by all means, drop me an email at jwilliams at ffssolutions.com. And I'd love to chat with them, um, not only about what we do, but honestly, just be an encouragement to them about uh, what I've experienced in the last 15 years uh, of being in business. Iron sharpens iron, right? And I'm a strong believer that we need to be sticking closer together as a body of Christ. We need each other, don't we? We We do need each other. We need that encouragement. So let's fast forward the clock. You've been in business, let's say, a decade and a half. Let's say it's now a decade and a half from now. Mm -hmm. What do you want to be true of you and your company 15 years from now? Great question. Been hitting me pretty good here today. You know, I think two two things I'll talk about just business wise is I have a saying that's uh, always stay hungry. Uh, it's so easy that once you hit a certain plateau to maybe coast, and I don't want that to ever be part of my company's DNA. I always want us to be pushing forward. Um, if there is an edge in on the edge in the printing industry, we are definitely there. I always I want to be the disruptors and and not be complacent. So on the business side, that would be what would be enjoyable to see. And then on the business side, when it comes to uh, the faith side, 
uh, we, we go to the Dominican Republic each year and do a home build. And so we're, we're five years deep into that, three years with FFNS running it. And it's just something that's really near and dear to my heart. So to take employees down there and for them to see how blessed we are in the U.S., and maybe even to have a, a shot at experiencing Christ down there. Um, I would 100% want to see that um, wow. growing. We were able to do two homes this year. Uh, this is our first year doing two back in November. And so now um, we're thinking, what's next? I mean, I even envision maybe our own little, our own little uh, complex, you know, not complex of homes down there. And we're now talking about with our team of, okay, we're building these homes. How can we bring economic help to that area? So um, we're Jeff Williamson of Olivet Nazarene and I are, are looking at as well, Scott Weghorst looking at um, how to, to bring a training center down there to start to train these folks in, in some skills so that they can sustain their families. Wow. Um, and so seeing that 20 years from now to see that growing and I don't know where we were just, we're, we're trailblazing down there right now to see that doing something big for the Dominican would be a huge part of what I'd love to see. <laughs> Seems like only yesterday you were taking that first missions trip. Oh, I know. Through the business. It, exactly. It's, it's, it's been an amazing journey for sure. It's very rarely do I at least where you know you're in the spot where God wants you at that one particular time and place. And three years in a row now, it's it's been made evident that that's exactly where I was supposed to be, and that's a pretty powerful. Well, folks, I uh, can't believe it. We're at the end of another incredible conversation here at Bottom Line Faith. And, and Jeff, um, just thank you. you. You've really given us a glimpse inside your journey and t- inside your heart and, and, frankly, even some practical techniques and strategies that you're using to live out your faith in the marketplace, whether it's how you forgive someone in a difficult situation or giving your employees the opportunity for sabbatical and rest and renewal or, or just this ongoing missions where it's just incredible. And so uh, our regular listeners here at Bottom Line Faith know that the last question I ask on every single interview, I don't think we have failed yet, is what we call our 423 question. And it's based out of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, where Solomon writes, above all else, guard your heart, for it determines the course of your life. And so, Jeff, I want you to fast forward to the end of your time, this side of eternity, and you have a chance to gather your family, your friends, your loved ones, those who are most precious to you, and you get to pass along like the single most important piece of advice to them. So fill in the blank for us, above all else. Wow. Above all else, your walk with Christ needs to be at the center of your life, and you need to use His love to love on others, uh, because loving on others will affect generationally. Pretty simple and yet profound. Above all else, put your love for Christ at the forefront. That's what they're saying about raising kids, since I'm a pretty new dad here, is that there's nothing better than to make sure they accept Christ, right? So that is uh, where, where my head's at right now. And I'm a simple simple guy, you know that, so <laughs> I don't need all the bells and whistles. I just I just need the, the, the simple uh, talk, so... Well, Jeff, thanks for joining the program today. What a what a treasure it has been to just have a chance for us to sit down like this as friends, but also just to get this story recorded to put out there. Just, just thanks for joining us here at Bottom Line Faith. You bet. Thanks for having me, Ray. 
Well, folks, uh, there you have it, another edition of Bottom Line Faith in the History Books. This is just always so much fun to, to get to talk to some of America's leading Christ followers who are leading and running businesses and organizations and who are very serious and intentional about living out their faith in the marketplace. Well, as we close here, just as a reminder, if you're not a regular subscriber, go to bottomlinefaith.org and uh, scroll down to the bottom of the page there and become a regular listener of the program. You can sign up using uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all the normal podcast platforms there as well. And if you are a Christ follower and you are interested in checking out a roundtable group where you would have the opportunity to meet with a group of your peers on a regular basis where we wrestle with what it looks like to lead and run an organization based on biblical principles, check out the tab called Roundtable at truthatwork.org. We'd love to have a conversation to possibly plug you into one of the roundtables meeting in a city near you. Well, folks... Until next time, I am your host here at Bottom Line Faith, Ray Hilbert, encouraging you to live out your faith each and every day in the marketplace. God bless, and we'll see you next time. Bottom Line Faith is brought to you by Truth at Work. If you'd like to hear about new episodes or listen to past episodes, visit us online at bottomlinefaith.org. You can also subscribe to the show through Google Play and iTunes. 